Welcome back to Women Making Moves, where we celebrate the moves that women are making. Today, we're joined with Colleen Bordeaux, and we're excited to have her. I've been following her for quite a long time, and she's really exquisite in this space. Colleen helps organizations to cultivate positive human experiences at work by tapping into what drives emotions and choices and designing, designing solutions that create trust, loyalty, and brand advocacy. Colleen's work combines applied innovation practices that have been proven to improve customer experiences with life, with workforce strategies, excuse me, deep workforce insights and future of work trends research. Her passion for this work created opportunities to present to Fortune 100 boards, guest lecture at Wharton and Northwestern Business Schools and other universities, speak at national conferences and top-rated business podcasts, and to serve as a panelist at events across the country. Colleen's writing on the topic of human potential at work has reached hundreds of thousands of readers and has been published in media outlets including PBS, Refinery29, and Thrive Global. She founded a startup called Growth Incubator to change the narrative for women at work serving 40,000 women in STEM, academia, and professional services across industries with a message that reaches more than 1 million per month. Wow. Colleen, welcome. Thanks for having me. We're going to get right into it. So is there something that you would do that you do for self-care? As you mentioned, I heard you say that it was a little bit more difficult than you anticipated. Is there something that you you do for self-care to take care of No, I think one of the things that um, I have really reflected on is this concept of surrender that especially in building a business. And we talk a lot, I think I tend to talk a lot about my career um, at my firm and through entrepreneurship. And so much of that is focused on like achievement goal orientation and recognizing that like in this space, that instinct, that desire to like focus on achievement, drive to the next milestone works against you. And how do you think about sort of um, recognizing where you are not in control and sort of surrendering that? I just saw this um, HBR article that was shared talking about how successful female networkers demonstrate both warmth and confidence and competence, right? Which to me is like suggesting that you have to be thinking about your personality, your style, and trying to fit this warm, likable frame in order to successfully build a network in sort of a business context. And that is uh, an adjustment and a change that, you know, you have to make based on bias. I'm a millennial and women that came up in corporate America generation ahead of me, I think certainly experienced gender bias in more acute ways, had less permission space to challenge some of the expectations around what they did and how they did it. I think there's like an aspect of this also around like the caregiving conversation and what it means to like have a child as a woman in a workplace, in a marriage, and that, that whole conversation around equity and, and caregiving is like a huge part of it too. One of the recent posts that you made on LinkedIn that I interacted with was from Ellen de Batome. Anyone who isn't embarrassed of who they were last year probably isn't learning enough. And this really hit really amazingly in a different way because something that I felt, something a lot of my clients talk about, a lot of my peers talk about these days is that there's almost a fear of making mistake because there's almost in the workplace, there seems to be, and I won't at all paint a broad stroke of every workplace, but it seems like sometimes there is not space to make a, a an error in the workplace. And that, that quote really hit home for me. Yes. And I think that I hear that all the time from the women in the Growth Inc. community as well, that they, for example, have an idea, something they want to do on the side of their job that really taps into who they are in an area that they want to explore. And they're deeply afraid 
of doing that and sort of being a beginner and being bad at it. And I think this also shows up in ways of like wanting to take on different responsibilities or step into a more elevated position and feeling afraid of failure because it's a new space that you haven't yet mastered. And I love the expression that perfectionism is just fear in a cuter outfit that the reality is like, you're never going to not feel afraid. I think that it is a human instinct to look at something that we don't fully know and fear it. And something that I have learned in my journey and that we do a lot of coaching around at Growth Inc. is that learning how to bet on yourself instead of your fear is an essential leadership skill. And it only comes with practice. And I love this frame of like action cures fear. It's very easy to get stuck in sort of overthinking and how can I um, try to control everything about this so that the moment I dip my toe into it, the outcome is guaranteed and it's going to work in my favor, but that's not realistic. And that particular post I shared about how I really struggled with fear of failure, fear of judgment throughout my career. I work in management consulting and had been freelance writing on the side of my desk for a really long time, but told nobody at work about that and was really sort of small in the way that I put it out there because I knew I wanted to do it. and It was important to me. I also knew I was really bad at it and learning how to keep going in spite of being bad at it was how I became a good writer. And it's a skill that you know, underpin so much of what I do in my career today, that if I had decided like, I'm not going to do this because I'm so afraid of being bad and being judged and, you know, it not mattering, then I would have developed in a drastically different way. And so this idea of like how to start to build the skill of betting on yourself instead of your fear and getting out of perfectionism is really about How can I give myself permission to be a beginner? How can I give myself permission to learn and allow myself to grow? We would never look at a little kid learning to walk and as they're stumbling, laugh at them and tell them that they're stupid and that they should just stick to crawling, right? That would be ridiculous. But somehow as we grow up, we start to absorb some of that thinking and learning to let go of it's huge. And the last thing I'll say on this is, when I was in that place of fear, I was also the most judgmental of others that I would get triggered watching people who believed in themselves, who were making moves, not necessarily experts and perfect at it. And it was both giving myself permission to be bad for as long as it takes to be good, but also starting to recognize like my judgment of others, like is something that I have to let go of. And as soon as I did that, I started realizing like, nobody actually is really like judging you or cares. And if you do get passing judgment, it ultimately doesn't matter. And you start doing something long enough that you do get good. Your circle changes and you realize anybody that has ever put themselves out there to do something that matters doesn't have time or interest to judge anybody because they've all been a beginner and knows they know what it takes to keep going. So that's what that post is all about. 
Wow. Number one, I feel it's bizarre for you to ever say that your writing was bad. I find that very (laughs) bizarre (laughs) because I have not seen that. So that's bizarre to me. Number two, I heard you say the surrender again. It was kind of what you talked about in the first question. Mm -hmm. And now the second question is kind of a beautiful full circle. It's like surrendering to that because otherwise the growth gets kind of stunted. And then the third thing I was thinking about when you talked about how um, we wouldn't tell a one-year-old, you know, come on, walk faster. We're just a bunch of of kids in like tall suits, right? Like just like trying to talk, trying to think about how to have that empathy and compassion for other human beings is something I feel that space doesn't always get equated into the workplace. And you feel like you have to show up as this, this perfect being. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I I think the sort of bigger picture is the world is dramatically changing around us. Um, I heard that we are making more progress in a single year than all of humanity has made in a hundred years, right? So the implications also to learning are enormous that it is now not just a nice to have to move from a fixed mindset to a growth, growth mindset. It is a survival skill that the relevance of what you are doing now is not going to stay constant And so we are all going to be continually pushed into spaces where we are beginners and have to learn and and do things differently. And so for anyone who's listening and feeling like they are stuck in that perfectionist mindset and feeling afraid to try because of being bad at it, know that being bad at it is going to help you be bad at so many things that you're going to need to learn in the future. And once you start mastering and getting comfortable with that, it becomes almost easy and fun. And I love writing about that topic because it does tend to resonate with so many people in today's world. Amazing. I was listening to um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's podcast recently, and she was talking to Fran Leibowitz. And do you enjoy writing for fun? Mm -hmm. Is that something, is that a stress reliever? Yeah. And it helps me process things, that sort of thing. I love that Joan Didion quote. Like I didn't know what I think I thought until I wrote about it. (laughs) Right. Like sometimes it's like you, it's like you have this very firm thought in your mind, but like words are limiting when you speak them, but not when you write them. It's pretty amazing. Totally. Um, So one last question, what's the big work coming up? Yeah. So what's going on with growth Inc. So we have sort of three big platforms based on things that we've learned from thousands and thousands of women. I'm a big believer that any business should be directly responding to the needs of the community that you're trying to serve. And so the first is we have a course called communicate your worth, which is our most popular course. It is addressing an unmet need that so many women in workplaces across the world struggle with and It is how do I really talk about who I am, what I do, and why it matters in a way that is fully representing the value of my experiences, my skills, the impact I can drive, and also in a way that is compelling and resonates with others without also sacrificing kind of who I am. And so it really helps sort of uh, get down to the basics of like defining your value system, your, we call culture ad, what makes you unique? What are the experiences um, that you bring? How do you really think about quantifying the impact that you've created for other people in what you 
done looking at your sort of career and life holistically? And then how do you really bring great messaging skills into that so that you feel super comfortable in those moments where you're being asked to talk about yourself, which is by the way, like almost every day in today's world. And then we have another, we have another course called pivot your career, which is also responding to sort of the, all of the movements women are making at work. I think we've all seen the headlines about women sort of stepping out of corporate and really thinking differently about where they go. And that's all about like, how do you figure out what you actually value? How do you stop making choices based on the expectations of everyone else and really start orienting around a North star and then put together a strategy for how you kind of create that career in ways also that take less pressure off your job, like, and not looking at a single role or dream job as the source of fulfillment in what you do. And then the last piece is on leadership school, which is a six month group coaching program that is really geared towards women who are already in leadership roles and stuck in a lot of what we've been talking about, right? Overwork, perfectionism, achieving amazing things, but feeling deeply sort of unfulfilled. This isn't working. I need to change direction. And it's been really fun. We just wrapped sort of our first six month cohort um, of women and are launching the second cohort for the year. And that's been awesome because so it's both like, you know, bringing that coaching, but also watching them sort of learn how to self-coach and, and learn from one another. Pivot your career sounds amazing. I would have needed that about a year ago uh, to, uh, to figure out what I wanted to do next, because to your point, I'm an intersectional human, you know, and there was, I was putting everything into kind of one basket and that basket was a great title and great money, but it was not um, providing really that fulfillment that I was looking for in all other areas. And I still know that that was no longer the right path for me. And I'm able to explore now fully. And um, my superpower is to help other women do the similar things. So it takes all of us, by the way, the world needs um, so many more coaches, so many leaders like you to say like, Hey, what do you want to do? Like, well, let's figure this out and, and let's make the most of our, our lives we have. So very cool. So you have three big programs. Where can we find you? My business is called Growth Inc. So our handle is at Growth Incubator and our website is growth-inc.org. And as you mentioned, I do a lot of writing on LinkedIn. That's sort of all encompassing of sort of the intersection of where I work. So those are, oh, and at Colleen Bordeaux is like my personal Instagram, which is really more focused on like, you know, my own growth mindset, what I'm learning along the way that might benefit others as they think about their sort of life and career more broadly. Very good. Oh, any closing remarks or advice you'd give to any of these women that have been thinking about some of these things or, you know, think they can't be embarrassed. They want to be perfectionist. They want to take a pivot. What's a remark or advice that you'd give to them? Well, I think what you said earlier that like, you're this sort of, you know, dynamic person and there's no one job that's necessarily going to like fulfill everything that you're looking for. And I think that's something that is really important to reflect on that we have been so conditioned to make ourselves easily explainable, easily consumable, even in the building the business space, it's like, find your niche, right? And feeling like that is reductive, that it um, forces you to really shed parts of yourself that aren't necessarily easily consumable or explainable. So I think kind of giving yourself permission to own that and you can make up the rules for yourself that especially in today's world, 
it's actually going to work against you to try to squish yourself into a mold that doesn't serve you and doesn't suit you. And one thing that I've learned in my experience is like getting over that fear of like letting yourself be seen, stepping outside of that easily explainable box and being yourself also helps you create such stronger connections with other people. And in every way that you're sort of bringing energy into the world, like that is actually needed. Like people need to be able to see you and like know what makes you tick and what you're all about. And, you know, there's a lot of avenues for how to do that. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Colleen. We appreciate you today. Yes. Thanks so much.